Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you sent me to minister to this body. And Lord, I thank you, this, this honor, this joy that I receive, Father God, it all belongs to you. I decree and declare a swift blessing upon their life according to the word of God that they receive a prophet's reward. And now, Father, I acknowledge you in the midst of this great congregation that this is your ability and not mine. And this anointing shall be used to destroy yokes and reversion, but the glory shall be given to you untouched in Jesus' name. For the Spirit of God does rest upon me, for you know me, preach this gospel to the poor. You sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach the liberty of the captive, to cover sight to the blind, and preach the acceptance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we do pray and we do receive. For you place in my mouth the words for the people to experience prosperity. And Holy Spirit, you are in charge of this ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, get them in your hand and lift them up high or your mobile device and repeat that to me. Say, this is my Bible. Say, it's my word of God, and it's the living word of God. And say, it brings life to me. And say, I can do what it says I can do, and I can be who it says I can be, and I can have what it says I can have. And say, my life is so much better. I down heard, spoken, and practiced this word of God. And I say, devil, you are too late. Now say it with an, accent, with, a, with an attitude. Say, you are too late because we are believers. Amen, amen. This message I want to minister to you today, I want you to receive it um, prophetically. Basically, everything that we say from the Bible is prophetic. And I, but I'm saying that because that kind of turned your ears to a, a certain um, frequency. And, and you know, with every prophecy, you got to war, a good warfare with it, amen? And so... I want you to, as you take this word today, I want you to keep it in your heart, keep it, you know, in your mouth, keep it before you, and, and, and speak it, and keep speaking it, and keep speaking it, and keep speaking it, and now just keep speaking it, but keep praising God for it, amen, because something great is about to happen, great terror is about to happen, let me put it that way. This morning, I want to talk to you about to, about to expect the unexpected, amen, expect the unexpected. Now, recently here, we've been talking about the covenant of God, and and how God is faithful to his word, and, and um, is there an ear to believe, uh, is there any ear that's going to hear, and God is really trying to get our attention beyond church experience. He wants us to understand and recognize that he can bring into fruition anything that a human heart can desire, or born-again spirit can believe, amen? There's so many distractions around us, but God is not distracted. He's still focused on his word, he's focused on what he promised us, he's focused on his covenant. And we know that the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, he said that my word should not return back unto me void. So his word needs to return back to him, but not void. We have to speak God's word back to him. Now, we speak a lot of words, and we speak a lot of worries, but we got to speak God's word by faith. And when you speak God's word back to him, we are speaking in covenant terms that brings God, watch this now, to do what we put him in remembrance to do. Not that he forgot, he just said, put me in remembrance. In other words, he said, let us reason, let us talk covenant. Amen. And when you talk covenant, you're no longer begging, you're no longer, you know, crying or, or wishing. You know, you know it's going to happen. Amen. Based on authority of his word. So let's go over here to the book of Isaiah, chapter 42. The book of Isaiah, chapter 42. And we're going to rest our attention here on verse 22. He says that, seeing many things 
but thou observest not. Open the ears, but hear you hear it not. But let me back up just a little bit. No, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Verse 21, the Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. But this is a rob people, rob and spoil. They are all of men snared in holes, and they are all hid in prison houses. They are all for a prey, none delivered for a spoil, and none save the store. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? God said, who's going to believe me or have an ear for the future? Who's going to believe what I say is going to come to fruition? Who's going to give me ear? God needs an ear, amen? He needs us to pay attention to what he's saying in his word. He said, if I could give you an ear and get you to believe, he said, you're going to see this thing happening in your life, amen? And this is important. It's, it's vital for you to hear yourself saying what God said about you. It's vital because a lot of times you talk to yourself or talk to other people about what other people are talking about you. But the greatest thing that you can do in your life is talk to yourself, speak to yourself, say to yourself what God has said about you and what he will do. Give ear to it. Amen. Somebody tell your neighbor, say, give ear to it. So he said, who will give ear to this? Who will believe this for a better future? Who will believe for a better tomorrow? Now, let's go over to Isaiah 43 and looking at verse 18. He says that. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall it not, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He said, the beasts of the field shall honor me, and the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself, they shall show forth my praise. Now I want you to understand, God said, listen, he said, I'm going to do a new thing. Somebody say a new thing. Now, when he says a new thing, he said, remember not the, the former things. He's not saying, you know, forget them totally. But he's saying, I'm gonna do, I can do things greater and different than I have done before. In other words, he said, what I'm going to do for you now cannot be compared to what I did for you previously. Amen. But he says, look, remember not the former things. Look, you know, a lot of times people look at, well, God, I need my cell phone bill paid. Lord, I need, you know, my rent paid or my mortgage paid. And God helped that mortgage get paid. He did it a certain way. And then God said, I, I don't want to just keep paying your mortgage. He said, I want you to have a house with no mortgage on it. I don't think you can hear what I'm saying today. He said, he don't want to just pay your card, no. He wants you to have a car with no note. Somebody said a new thing. He just don't want your children to come to church, but he wants your children to what? To serve the Lord. So we just pray, I just want my child to come to church. But God said, hey, let, I, I'm going to do something new. I can do something better than that, better than what cannot be compared to what happened previously. He said, but who's going to give ear to this? He said, who's going to believe me that I can do anything? He said, who's going to reason with me according to the word of God? Amen. And I'm going to tell you today, don't give up on your hope. Don't let your, your Thanksgiving lie dormant. Don't let it rest on the plate or leftovers. Amen. Don't let it rest on old sitcom movies and stuff. Let your Thanksgiving rest on God. Amen. Let that Thanksgiving rest on God. Thanking him according to his word. Now, I learned this. This is what I learned when you understand Thanksgiving. Not to say thank you, but when you understand Thanksgiving, what you're saying is that I receive it, it is done. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. If you say to me, hey, I'm going to give you, you know, $500, right? <laughs> well, you got to do it then, right? 
If you say to me, you give me $500, you know what I'm saying? I got your word, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying thank you. I'm saying thank you before I have the thing. I'm saying thank you because your word is going to bring the thing. So without your word, the thing won't come. So I'm thanking you for your word of promise. Now when the thing come, I already thank you for the thing. Watch this now. Now we'll give you greater thanks for the thing. And when I give you greater thanks, it accelerates me for bigger things to receive from God. See, God says, stop waiting for something to come before you say thank you. God said, listen, when you have my word, you have the thing. And if you can thank me when I give you my word, watch this, and a greater thing will come, watch, expecting, but watch this, unexpected things as well. I believe God for one thing, but God gave me five of them. Amen. Well, I, I think I can say this right now. We believe in God, you know, you know, to come on TBN and everything. You know, we got the book published. Matter of fact, the book will be fully in full operation paid for by the middle of January. Amen. Praise God. Now, we come on in March. Amen. March the 20th. Amen. And they put three sets for us to come on in one day. And then I got a letter from them, an uh, official certificate saying that they wanted, they knew I couldn't make this meeting but they wanted me to know how much they appreciate me and what, how they're thinking about me, that they invite me to be a part of their planning anniversary for, <laughs> for February. Yeah. And, and the rabbi is going to be there and all that stuff like that. I saved it. I got, I got, the, I got the official you know, invitation right on my phone. I said, Lord, look, look at this. He keeps doing things. I expect one thing, but then I get somewhere I didn't expect. See, you got to understand, understand God. God is too much God to do what you only believe. He had to do greater than what you believe. That what makes him God. Amen. That what makes him God. And so we have to set and position ourselves to believe God for the greater things. God said, you believe me. Let me tell you what God said. I am eager. <laughs> he said, I can't wait for you to believe how much I want to bless you. He said, I got all this love and all this healing and all this goodness and all this mercy and this kindness. He said, I want you to have more than a church experience. Amen. He said, I want you to have a God experience, a heaven experience. He said, I want you to have much more. Somebody said much more. But we got to loosen up sometimes. Well, and sometimes I know it's kind of hard sometimes, but we, when we come in church and the atmosphere is not right, we just need to go ahead and give him the bump. And, and, and come on, we got to break it down sometimes. We got to drop it like it's hot sometimes so we can change the atmosphere. Amen. You got to do what you got to do to get there. Now, some people, you might have had to sign a disclaimer if you bump some people, but uh, what I'm trying to tell you <laughs> is that we got to control our atmosphere. I mean, every time I get up in the middle of the night, I'm going to dance and praise God. I don't feel like it, but I know what it's going to produce in my life. And, I le- and God told me this. He said, you can't get nothing from me being too serious. Because happy is he that believes. <laughs> blesses he that believes. He's happy. And when you're not happy, watch this now, you're not believing. You're, try, you're trying to be all serious and deep. Come on, man. You got to say, Paul was a happy man. Jesus was a happy man. Jesus skipped and he danced and he, and he, he drank wine, but we ain't going to get to like y'all talk about drinking wine. He drank wine that was not fermented, okay? And it had no kick to it. But I want you to go out here because you know if you drink that wine, you will be dancing. <laughs> Like we saw on Granny on the um, Beverly Hillbillies. It was, it was amazing. She said, I want to minister. Not minister. <laughs> she said she want to help Ms. Dragsdale out because she thought she was going through something. She's frowning a lot. 
it said, and Jeffro, I mean, Grandpa Clamp, he said, well, you can't help her. He said, I'm going to take it there. Grand said, I'm going to take it down to the, to the steel. You know what the steel is, what to make the corn liquor. She said, Grand said, we're going to be frowning on the way to the steel. But she said, we're going to be smiling on our way back. <laughs> Amen. But we don't want you to go to that state. Amen. <laughs> but what I'm saying, we got to loosen up. And then when you see your brother, you know, you feel that things are not right, they're about to provoke one another. Provoke them in love and to good works. Amen. Don't say, why you ain't smiling? Because I need you to come over here to provoke me. That's why I'm not smiling. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Watch this now. So God says he can do greater today than what he has done in the past. Amen. Say, I believe God for greater victories, for greater finances, a greater health, and greater opportunity. Because I'm blessed. And I'm highly favored. Now, I want you to understand that blessed means that I am empowered to prosper, but favor presents the opportunity for the blessing to perform. You follow me? Favor is the opportunity. Favor brings forth the opportunity for the blessing to demonstrate itself. Amen. It brings the person. It brings the platform. It brings the arena. It brings whatever the situation so that the blessing can perform. So you got to understand that wherever you go, increase in favor, it's going to flow. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Wherever you go, increase in favor, it's going to flow. So wherever you go, there's going to be an opportunity for the blessing to demonstrate itself. Amen. Amen. See, once you get your mind on that, you can't think lack. You, you can't think broke. You don't even look at your pockets. No. Matter of fact, we've been giving so much. You know, I'm so used to having, I went up to the, to the store once. I said, listen, I don't even have no money in my pocket. I'm still going to ready to order something. I said, these people are trying to think I'm trying to rip them off. But you get so used that you're, you're so blessed you don't even feel like you need money. Amen. So I had to go get my pouch and you know, get my wallet out and everything. But I'm just thinking, I said, I'm not even thinking about, you know, money. I'm just thinking about what I can have and what I can do and what I can do for other people. Amen. Praise God. Because you know if you're blessed, you want to help other people. I mean, you got to understand. you got to be a blessing to other people. you got to show people that God loves them and he's there for them. Amen. Praise God. Now, there's some things that God will do for a believer for just not giving up. Even though you didn't know how to utilize faith, but you knew one thing you weren't going to do is that you weren't going to give up. Amen. So let's go over here and let's look at um, the book of Ephesians chapter 3. And because we did not give up all the days of this year that were our letdowns, our heartbreaks, our misfortunes, and our setbacks, watch this now. What God has in store for us right now, the enemy can't stop it. And one thing I learned from God, as you understand his word, and you don't walk by sight, you walk by faith, God's how to teach you how to beat the devil with your eyes closed. <laughs> Amen. See, sometimes you got to close your eyes and stop looking at things and beat the devil with your eyes closed. So you can use your imagination, your vision, your hope, or your inner man, and see what God has in store for you and fight from within because all your wars are from within. Matter of fact, if I, if I came by your house last week and I could step right in your mind, I could still smell gunpowder from all the wars going on inside of your head. Still hear the ricochet. Still see all the, you know, all the, 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 the military stuff that you're using in your mind to try to win in combat. A lot of people don't know all the gunfires that went off in your head because all the wars is in your mind. 
But the Bible says, listen, you got to take God's word, you got to imagine it, you got to focus on it, and think on it, and dwell on it until you trust in it. And you can beat the devil with your eyes closed. Sometimes you got to stop seeing the things that you have seen. You got to stop looking at the people that you, you've been looking at. You got to look towards the word of God. The Bible says, look unto the hills which come my help, come my help coming from whom? From the Lord. Amen. You got to see God doing what he says in his word by closing your eyes and meditating on it. Amen. And watch and to expect the unexpected. To expect the unexpected. Amen. Look at this now. So Ephesians 3.20, right? The book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20. He says in verse 20, he says, now to him who is God, but notice something how he says now. That means that something had to take place before now comes, right? So let's look at what had to come to place before now came. He says that in verse 19, he said, And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now let's look at verse 18. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height. Now look at verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be in what? Rooted and grounded. You see that? See, how you will get rooted and grounded? You will get rooted and grounded, watch this now, by taking the word of God and understanding how that word got to you. How did that word get to you? That word got to us today through, watch this now, through God sending the Son to die for us. Watch this now. Before Jesus came, we were all under the curse. That means that sickness had, watch this now, could continue, but according to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, he said, and sickness, disease will continue. And all these bad things will happen in a person's life. All these, these, all these terrible things will happen. But the Bible said, but curse is he that hanging on a tree. Curse is he to do what? To hang on a tree. Now watch this. So curse is he to hang on a tree so that the blessing of Abraham might come on who? On us, on you and me, right? You and I. So, therefore, when Jesus died on Calvary Cross, he redeemed us from the curse. So, watch this now. If you had, if you've been having migraines, you don't have to keep having migraines because he rebuked what's diseases and pains for continuance. If you had a lot of lack, now he, re he rebuked that. You've been redeemed from that for continuing in your life. See, what he did, he came and he stopped the curse. Now, there might be sometimes things like the curse might come to you, but they can't continue. Because he stopped the curse from working in your life. And since he did that, watch this now. Now I have his word. Now I can focus on his word. I get God's thanksgiving for that word. God understand how I got this word. I got this word because Jesus is the word of God. And God sent him to redeem me from the curse of the law. Amen. Because some people think, well, the reason why these things happened to me, because I did such and such and such. That ain't always the case. We think that we curse because we did a certain thing. You only watch, you only curse when you think you're cursed. You only fail when you think you're failed. Because Jesus already moved all those obstacles out of our way. Amen? Okay, now let's, let's go here to verse um, um, tw um, 20. But with verse 20, I want to keep this in your mind, that you got to learn how to love people. And in this day and time, people are getting worse. Amen. You ain't seen crazy yet. You haven't seen immature yet. <laughs> you ain't seen it yet. And it's important for us to understand this, that the more we can love people, not tolerate people, but love people, the greater we will understand the depth, the breadth, the length, and the height. 
Amen. And to know the love of Christ, watch this now, and to know this knowledge to fill it all in all, watch this, then we get to the place called now. You got to go through people, watch this now, just to get your faith towards God. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. See, the woman with the issue of blood, she had to go through people. The man with the withered hand, he had to go through people. And what I'm saying is that you got to get over people in order to get to God. Because people experiences hinders your faith with the one who can deliver you. Am I preaching yet? And just because somebody treated you wrong, people take it out on God. They can't get to them. Mm. Because somebody didn't come through with their promise that people stop praying to God. And people can interfere with your relationship with God. Amen, somebody. So it's important for us to understand that I got to get past people. And the way you get past people is by loving them and forgiving them and get them off your mind. You hear me? Because if you're going to be a winner in this day and time, you got to know how to love people with your heart and don't let them take your mind. Because they take your mind, they'll take your time, they'll take your prayer, they'll take your confession, they'll take your appetite for the world, they'll take everything and you keep focused on people who mistreat you. It was a commercial that came on, they had the athlete, they was um, advertising some music, I mean, like the beats or whatever, and there was one athlete coming to town and he, came, he was a... Um, an opponent against the town he was coming in, and people was booing him when he was coming in, but he couldn't hear him, so he had his beats on his head. He saw him, and he waved at him and everything, but he couldn't hear him. He's on the bus, he's riding. He had to ignore the people to get to where he needed to get to. Are you understand what I'm saying? People, the law of association is this. The people who have your ears will determine where you go how you go, and how fast you get there. The closest five people in your life will determine the next five years of your life. They, they can make your life stay in part or in neutral or in reverse, but you got to get around some people who are in high gear. You got to shift gears and get around the right people because the company of people that you associate with will be the company of things you associate with. You got to protect your ears. Amen, somebody. If you love your life, protect your ears. Amen. <laughs> All right. So watch this. So basically, let's look at this again. It's now to him that's able to do. God said, I can always do it. But he said, now I can do it now. Now to him that's able to do, watch now, exceedingly and abundantly all according to, watch it now, to above all that we were at or think according to the power that what? That working in now, what's that power that's working? That power that's working is that love of Christ power working on inside. Now, God said, now, there's no interference for me to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can, that you can ask or think. You got to understand that. And once we get to that now, God will do more than what you expected. Because, see, the hope of glory is on the inside of you, whether you, like, you confess or not. The hope of glory, Christ is on the inside of you. Amen. So God does things according to that hope. He does things according to what Jesus has done for us. He will always do exceedingly far past whatever we ask for. Amen. Now, let's go over here to um, Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 and verse 5. 
In verse 5, he says, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace we are saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, somebody say in the ages to come, that he might show the exceeding, somebody say exceeding, riches of his grace and his kindness towards, somebody say towards me, towards me through Christ Jesus, because of Jesus Christ and that covenant that God made with Abraham that Jesus ratified on Calvary's cross. So therefore, in so doing, he said, for by grace we are saved through faith that of yourself it is a gift of God. He said, not a word so any man shall boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them, taking the path that lead to the what? The good life. Watch it. But God said, look, I want to do that. I want to show forth my exceeding great kindness towards you. Exceeding. So there's sometimes you got to say, Lord, I thank you. You've been so kind. I appreciate your kindness. I appreciate your gentleness. God, I appreciate it. And God said, and the more you thank me for what you know, I'm going to give you something to thank me for, for what you don't know. Y'all got to listen to me today. You got to listen to me. You're trying to go get another vehicle, and God, you believe in God for the vehicle, and, and you're thanking God for the vehicle. Watch this now. And God, you ain't no telling what God will do for you with what you don't know. So we expect God to do something for you for what you don't know. Because you know there's a lot that we don't know that God can do. Amen. So release what I'm saying. Take your boundaries. Take the limits off your faith. Believe God for bigger and greater things. Right while you're dealing with what you're dealing with right now, believe God for greater. Amen. Can you believe God for greater today? Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And see, we understand you give God that great victory. You say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I appreciate you so very much. And God will give you a voice, a voice of influence in political positions and in the, in the marketplace. God will give your voice a voice to be what? To be heard. Amen. If we truly understand that. I'm, I don't want to be the type of person to say, hey, you know, we, get, we have this, we have that. We want to get to the type of, we want to be the type of person to say, hey, these are Jesus type of people. These people work like Paul did. Amen. People getting healed. Eyes are open. Come on, talk to me now. Uh, supernatural things are taking place in the lives of people. Amen. Suicide is being prevented. Well, I'm talking about awesome things that God wants to do. Amen. Believe in God for bigger and greater things. Believe in that God, you walk up on a piece of property, and people run out the house and say, look, we've been waiting for you. God, show us you in the dream. Say, this house belongs to you. That can happen. That can happen. There have been people before, I mean, we were giving cars and motorcycles and everything, and people didn't know it. There was one couple um, out east, out 64 east, and we had a service. Right after the service, I told them, come to my office. They came to my office. And I just, I paid the motorcycle off, a fancy motorcycle. It was all digital. I mean, it was called a Hayusan something, six DC 650. So I had all the gears, all the different hammers, the, the quarter hammers, the full hammers, the goggles, all, all the gloves, all that stuff, man. I look like an action figure when I got on that thing. <laughs> but watching it, they came into my office, and I stood back about eight feet. I had the keys in my hand. I said, boy, I can't wait to do that. And I, I took the keys. I threw them in the air, and it went in slow motion. They was looking at it, and the wife, she caught it. And she knew it was keys to a motorcycle because, you know, the key was there. She got so excited. She started dancing, praise God in there, that her high heel shoe came out. Pew, right? Ricky said, I said, look, God Almighty, I should have worn my hammer. Amen. She was excited. You know, she said, she said, I always, she said, I always loved that motorcycle that you have. And she had no idea. She had no clue that God had me to give it to her. 
Amen. One, even two years old. Amen. You wouldn't find those other bikes out there. And she believed God for that bike. And, and I was like, I'm going to pay it off. God said, give it to that person. But God, but I just paid it off. He said, but give it to that person. And then when we gave it to that person, then somebody gave, blessed us with a car. Amen. See, you got to understand, God will always do exceeding. He has to do more than what you expect. Amen. See, don't hold on to the little thing that you have forever. Well, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to do it. No, you got to give it away. Amen. Give it away. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Somebody say, can we give people? No, you can't give people. You have to give things. Amen. Let's look at the book of Job, chapter 5. Book of Job, chapter 5, and verse 8. He says this. He said, verse 8, he said, I will seek unto God, unto God whom I commit my cause, which doeth great things and unsearchable marvelous things without number. We learned last week. When we read this in the Message Bible, he's actually saying God is famous for great and unexpected acts. And there is no end to all of his surprises. There is no end to all of his surprises. And even though Job went through something, you know Job actually went through something. But Job came out of it, greater on the other side. And God gave Job ten times greater what he had before. He supersedes Job's expectations. So you got to understand, when I expect something from God, expect the unexpected. That's all I'm saying. When you expect something from God, expect the unexpected. If it's something small, believe for it to come in a big box or something else is going to be in that box when it arrives. Amen. So continue to believe God for what? Greater things. Amen. Somebody say greater things. Now, Also, the Bible said in the book of Job, he said, though that beginning was small, he said, yeah, that latter end should what? It should greatly increase. Your latter end should greatly increase, but that promotion comes towards the latter end. Amen. But the thing is this, the latter end does, you got to understand what the latter end, the latter end is this, it's when your faith gets to the end of it. It's called the end of your faith. That doesn't mean that your faith is over. It means that you have arrived to that place that you believe God in spite of anything that you you encounter in life, I believe God's going to do it. Amen. See, your faith travels. You receive it by faith, the word of God by faith, and then, you know, you believe it, and then you got to travel with it, and you're going to run into some potholes. Sometimes you might take the wrong direction, or somebody might give you the wrong direction. You might have some delays. You might run out of faith gas or something to that degree, and you probably wonder and begin to doubt. But when you come to the end of your faith, receiving the end of your faith, that means it's done. That doesn't mean that there's no more faith. That means that my faith is now on what God promised me. And your faith has to travel. And you got to respect the traveling. You got to respect the, respect the journey of faith. Amen. Because nobody say, I just, oh, it's just easy. I just believe God. And don't, 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 hey, don't, don't let nobody intimidate you like that. Oh, child, you know, I just believe God. No, but you had to go through something to believe God. I just, you know, I just name, I claim, I blab and I grab it. No, you don't. Stop telling all them fears. Amen. We all got to go through something. Because the Bible says that after you receive the word, the devil comes immediately. Follow me? He comes immediately 
And the reason why he comes immediately, because he knows if he get there too late, he's in trouble. That's why he got to come so quick. Because, you know, if that child of God begins to believe God, he has no place in that person's life pertaining to what they heard. So he says the fowls or the elves, the demonic um, uh, um, hosts, they come up against you immediately once you hear the word of God. And he don't want to get in your belief system. He's going to bring up issues. He's going to bring up cares and concerns, et cetera, and et cetera, issues upon issues. So that you won't believe. But this is how you believe. Keep thanking God for the word that you receive. And you, what, you, what you're doing, you're putting your foot on the accelerator. You're leaving the devil back in smoke. I'm going to believe God anyhow. Even though it don't look like what he said right now, I'm still believing him. I got to get to the end of my faith. And as I'm traveling, I believe in God to expect the unexpected on my way there. Amen. Come on, talk to me today. Believe in God for greater things on my arrival. Amen. So as we are believing God, understand there's a journey. There are devils that we have to deal with. And a lot of times people don't talk about devils in church. They don't talk about spirits in church. Now, I ain't talking about spirit. I see a spirit behind you. Or you walk down the street, there's a spirit. I don't know, you know, you got a gasoline spirit. You got a, de- you got a washing machine spirit. You got a blow dry your spirit, you got, a, you got a bad hair day spirit. No, I ain't talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about the spirit that comes, watch that, to challenge you according to the word of God that you heard. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He comes to challenge you according to the word of God that you heard. I ain't talking about something, you know, you know banging up your cabinets and moving your furniture around. Come in my house and do that, I make every devil put it right back and sweep the floor. You watch all that extra stuff and all that. Man, that, they don't have that control of that power. That's for people who dabble and, and, and make covenant and drink blood. You don't do that. So you got to be afraid of nothing and something moving in your house. And you, just, you probably was just tripping. You probably just blood pressure out of a little house. You don't know. You got a little dizzy, cholesterol high. You don't know. But they can't come to your house and move your furniture around, turn your picture around. And you know, you let television put that spook on you. You have more power. Watch the, the greatest power. It's God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, then us. After that, the angels. Ain't that something? God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, us, then the angels. The devil has no power. He can only use your authority. He can only use what you give him, permit him to do. That's how much authority that you have. Matter of fact, angels can't do anything until you use God's authority. You got to listen to what I'm saying. Angels are waiting for you to tell them to go out and bring your loved ones in or bring your harvest in or bring in that contract or bring in that property because they are under your authority. That's why you can always expect the unexpected. Because God can't, he's too big to do exactly what you say. You have to do much more than that. That's what makes him God. Amen. <laughs> I, I tell you, I believe in God for so great things. I get jealous of myself. Yeah. Amen. You got to watch jealousy because jealousy, you know, in real life, jealousy is a fool's mentality. Why, 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 why should I get jealous of Stephen when God is giving me the same thing he gave Stephen? You know, that's, that's straight up stupid, ain't it? Straight up stupid. Why should I get jealous of Tamanda and God is giving me the same thing that he gave Tamanda? That means there's something that I don't know up here 
I'm looking at her and I'm not looking at him. Now I want God to give me something because I saw what she has, but I'm going after it with the wrong motive. That's what you call lust. Lust is going after what you already have, but the wrong, taking the wrong direction to get it. You ain't got to buy a house because your neighbor bought a house. Amen. Now, they can encourage you, but you ain't trying to do it to keep up with nobody. Hey, I'm already, I already got my house. I just ain't moving into it yet. I'm doing something else. You know, I'm just picking out furniture right now. You, gotta, look, you can't be first all the time. You know, that Dallas is a good team, but Dallas don't win every game. Amen. But you're going to win sometime. But watch this. Even when you lose, you're not losing. You're just going through an experience getting ready for something greater. Because I learned this. When God doesn't say no, what he's actually saying, I got something greater. I got something better. <laughs> All right, watch this. Woo-wee, look at this one. So once we receive our end, watch this now, once we get there by faith, it, you know you're there because it changes the way that you think. It invades your mind. Your, your whole thinking process is totally different. You don't think that way no more. You don't see the way, the way things you used to see things. Everything is totally different. But your faith has now arrived to the end of the expectations, and you got even greater than what you believed God for. Amen, somebody. And I believe in God, 2020, boy, he's going to turn this ministry. I believe God can trust us with the world. So I'm calling in more media people, marketing people. I call them all in because we're going to need them all. Amen. More intercessors. Amen. And we want, watch, we want real intercessors. I mean, people, they're going to be praying so long that we have to pay them because they ain't got time to work nowhere else. I want nobody praying for 10 minutes. Or every first or second, third. Now we want to be have people praying all the time, Amen. Because we believe that God can trust us with this world. I ain't believing God for nothing small. And every person they got a call of God on that life, wherever I go, the platform they come right with me or behind me, Amen. But they coming, Amen. So I'm doing the same work that Jesus did. Jesus said, "Listen, what I have, I give it to you, and the works I did, you go do them also, but even greater." Jesus had no problem sharing what, because you can't run out of what you have. You can't run out of it. Well, no, I got to protect myself. You can't protect yourself. I got to look out for me. You cannot look out for you. The only way you can look out for you is by believing God and trusting him according to his word. And my Bible said that happy is he that trusts in God. And if you ain't happy, you ain't trusting. Because happiness controls what you believe. And my happiness is not going to rest in no, no woman. My happiness is not going to rest in no ministry. My happiness is not going to rest in no money or no business. My happiness is going to rest in his word. Amen. Because that's the only thing I can trust that won't fail. Amen. Look at this now. I'll give you all the scriptures for that later on. I just ain't got time to go to that scripture. But look, let's, look at, um, uh, the, 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 let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and look at verse 3. I just want to be happy. Then be happy. <laughs> I just want somebody to make me happy. No, that ain't going to happen. Then they might do it sometimes, but they can't do it all the time. So don't depend on other people to make you happy. Because watch it. If you depend on other people to make you happy, you're going to stop giving thanks unto God. He says, forbidding to marry and command to abstain 
from meat which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and what? And know the truth. So watch it. When I'm not happy, I, I'm, I'm being deceived. When I'm not giving thanks to God, giving thanksgiving to God, I'm not thanking God. Why? I don't know the truth. But thanksgiving, giving thanks to God, it is associated with truth. And what is truth? Truth is God's reality. That means, you, I, listen, you can't hurt me. <laughs> you, you, my life is bulletproof. My life is failproof. And you try to drown me, I'm just going to go down to the bottom, take a tour of it, and I'm coming right back up to the top to pass is where you mistreated me and going to a higher level. Why? Because my life has already been protected, sealed, and signed and approved by God. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? It's nothing you can do to stop me. You can try, but you can't. <laughs> Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. Look at this now. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Praise God. You been blessed today? Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, boy, I learned I had such a, a dampness and a darkness and a heaviness come on me. And God said, you know what this means. And he talked to me about last night. He said, you remember last night when you had, you know, we had this, I had this experience with God. He said, what you feel right now, he's telling me basically right now, is, is trying to, is comparing to what I gave you last night spiritually. I received an endowment last night. It was awesome. Amen. He says, comparing to what you received from me last night. He said, but notice something, it had to come after I gave it to you. <laughs> you didn't hear what I'm saying? It had to come after. See, anytime the devil comes to you, he is already too late. Because God had already given it to you. And God said, therefore, you have something to believe me for and power to work towards. So there's no thing called I'm helpless. I don't know what to do. Uh, maybe God will change his mind. God said, no, I gave it to you before the circumstances arrived. Somebody say expect. They're unexpected. You got Colossians up? <laughs> he said, rooted and built up in him and seat established in the faith. As you have been taught, abounding. Somebody said abounding. But how are you going to abound? You're going to abound with. Uh, go back. Go back, please. Yeah. It's abounding with thanksgiving. So without thanksgiving, you cannot abound. Without thanksgiving, you cannot increase. Without thanksgiving, you cannot excel. Without thanksgiving, you can't go to the next level. But then watch, you got to have some happiness on your thanksgiving. And happiness is this. Watch that. I trust him. I know the truth. Amen. So you can smile right in the midst of all your accusers. Even when the doctor said, well, it don't look right. He said, what you looking at? <laughs> it don't look good, but what you looking at, doctor? He said, well, my, it, over here looks pretty good to me. Amen. So you are always abound. See, in all things, give thanks. Because you know the will of God. Well, concerning you, God's covenant concerning you. And God cut that covenant with Abraham before all that crazy stuff started happening. Because you need that covenant protection before you got on this earth. Amen. And we're the strongest, we're the richest people on this planet. I'm not talking to people who are here in this service. I'm talking about the people of the body of Christ. And you will travel this world. You will see great things. You will do great things for God if you keep believing and receiving that covenant that he has given you. Amen. And I ain't talking about going on a Disney cruise either. I'm talking about something. All them little kids, them little 
demonic families. I ain't talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, the book of Mark, chapter 4. Because there's nothing wrong with going on the cruise. Can you handle this? I don't think you're ready for this. No, I ain't going to say it. I think you're ready for this. It's nothing wrong going on a cruise on your own private yacht. <laughs> See, you get off a cruise boat, you're just like everybody else on the boat. But when you get off of your yacht, you ain't like everybody else. So if you have something to say, and the people on the Disney crew have something to say, they say the same identical thing, who you think they're going to listen to? The one that get out the cruise ship or the one who get out that own yacht? Follow me? And I'm talking about a yacht that you can drive into, you, into your bigger yacht. <laughs> I believe God was some big stuff. I'm going to tell you, God going to bring us in the company of people. Watch that. You, some things you didn't know they existed. I went to one guy's house before. They had a, a new house. Went to bless the house. They had a, um, what you call it, the stove top, um, you know, the, the stove top burner, you know, flat, what's called flat top? What's it called? Flat top? Flat surface. Thank you. And know what he said? He, he was so amazed. He said, I didn't know stuff like this exists. I'm like, brother, where have you been? You could have went down to Lowe's to see this. But know what? I rejoiced right along with him. Because he was so excited. That's his time to rejoice. When you go to somebody's house, focus on their, their celebration. Not <laughs> don't try to dampen somebody else's you know, happiness. The Bible looked at my mind and said, you ain't never seen a flat foot once. <laughs> Watch this. There's some things that you haven't seen yet. There's some things and opportunities you didn't know they exist or you didn't believe they can happen for you. And, and if you watch it, you grab a hold of God's words to God. I told God, I said, God, I want everything you got. God said, I'm going to teach you how to believe me for everything. Watch it. As you do that, God will bring the people into your life. And they're going to look over this person who look like they got it, this person who look like they have it, whatever, and they come straight to you So, um, for some reason, I, could you come with us for a second? I don't know why. This so, and they're going to introduce you to things that you've never experienced or touched or seen before. Amen. But you've got to understand this. You've got to get past people first. You've got to get past people. The woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that she said within herself, if I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And when you study that correctly, that means she repeatedly said it over and over and over and over. She had to talk herself in to what her circumstance would keep her out of. But she already knew by law she could be around people, okay? And by law, she had to stay 100 yards of the length of a, a rabbi, okay, or a master of the Torah, the, the teacher of the word of God, a master of the scroll. Watch this now. And she had to tell her about her business everywhere she went. So according to law, she was not accepted. Watch this now, but she recognized grace because she found out she heard about Jesus. You hear me? She heard that Jesus was healing folks, opening blind eyes and raising the dead and causing the deaf to hear and causing the lame to walk. She heard about Jesus. Watch this now. Not just heard that Jesus was in the crowd over there. She heard about Jesus. Then she heard about he was in the crowd. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. I should be made whole. But the Bible said that before that she already spent much money on physicians and said her, her matter grew worse and she was broke. She got sicker. And all, sometimes you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired 
and trust in God's grace. Amen. Watch this now. And she knew she had no right to be where she was. So she said within herself, I can be touched the hem of his garment. I should be made her whole. And the Bible says that she got into, she got depressed behind her. That doesn't mean, watch this now, depressed behind her doesn't mean that she pushed the people behind her. Depressed was depressed. Okay? Depressed were those who would say things about people who are there. They, they reported things. You know, say, well, there she is over there. That was depressed. She got what people say behind her. You got to get past the people. You got to get depressed behind you. And the Bible said, as she touched the hem of his garment, and Jesus stood still, said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Master, how can we tell? Must people thronging on you. He said, no, no, I'm not talking about touching with their hands. Somebody touched with their faith. He said, I'm talking about a faith touch. And the Bible says, as soon as she touched him, immediately the blood stopped flowing. What I'm trying to say to you today, get the people behind you. You can touch them and expect the unexpected right on point. That's all I'm saying to you today. But you got to get people behind you because people will always try to be in front of you. Every time, watch, if, if, you, if you broke, the first thing you put in front of you, who owes you? You, you, you put in front of you who did you wrong. Let's say somebody did you wrong. You think about now three other people who did you wrong. And all these other, and you put all these people before you, and God said, hey, I'm over here, I'm over here. <laughs> he said, get past the people. He said, because what I can do for you, I can do it for you immediately. See, see, when they say it takes you seven years to recover from a foreclosure, God said it only took me seven days, six days to create the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day I created you. God said, well, don't believe, get past that. Get past the people. Because what I can do for you, I can do it for immediately. And immediately, that blood flow dried up. Immediately. Somebody say immediately. Amen. Watch it now. He did exceedingly abundantly above all that she could ask. She probably thought, you know, later on or something. But it happened right there, Johnny on the spot. Yeah. Amen. Somebody say Johnny on the spot. Now watch this now. Now, so Jesus said, but who touched me? It's, and he said, this touch is not like a regular touch because it pulled virtue out of me. He said, this, he, she said, this is the way I want to be touched. He said, I don't want to be examined. He said, I'm caring too much. I want virtue to come out of me. He said, and any time you get your faith there, you're tapping his virtue. Amen. You're connecting with power. You're just not being a good person because you don't let God down because you're not believing. God said, listen, it's not, I, I want to give you something. Blind Bartimaeus, we heard about Jesus passed away. Notice something. He said, Jesus healed me. Notice how he addressed him. He said, thou son of David. He was addressing him according to scripture. I, he, he said, and have mercy on me because God said that the, the house of David will continue to have mercy. So he addressed him according to covenant scripture. And the Bible says that the church folks told him to be quiet. And sometimes you're going to have some religious friends say, child, don't believe God for that. Go, go for something a little smaller. No, 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 he, maybe, maybe God wants you to do something different. No, you got to understand, God gave this to me. God promised this to me. And what God brought to me is that he, he cried a great deal what? louder. Sometimes you got to let the devil know, hey, did you hear what I just said? I don't think you heard what I just said. I'm still believing God. My family, my children, my marriage, my finances, all of it's coming out. I believe in God for great things happening in my life. And the Bible says Jesus stood still. 
I know that Jesus heard him the first time, but his faith didn't arrive the first time. Why? Because he, he had to get past the people. He had to get past the people. And once he got past the people, the Bible said Jesus stood still and said, tell him to come over here. I can see blind body. He said, he said, well, if I can see you right now, punch me. No, he said, <laughs> the Bible said that he threw away his, he cast away his garment because he knew what to what, expect. And the Bible said, and straightway, somebody said straightway. He received his sight straightway, immediately, immediately. Just like with the, that's a, that been some time. There's some things I wanted in life, but I was concerned about what other people think about me. Because I'm not here. I'm not there. There's so many people you got to answer to. And God said, you got to answer that, you answer to me. Amen. Amen. But what about my cousin? But what about my sister? But what about them? God said, what about that? They ain't promised you nothing. <laughs> Amen. God said, you got to answer to me. And God would do some things in your life, challenge you in some things in your life to, make, to help you get past people. He knows you would never do anything now that you mess up your little church. Your little tradition. Amen. You believe God for greater things? He's going to put you in a place where you got to get past. That one ain't my message because it's God's message. Amen. Praise God. But that registers, doesn't you get, get You got to get past people. You don't get past people, you're going to stay on the other side of God's promise. You're just going to wish to see other people try. I ain't going to keep watching other people. I'm, I'm going to be right there and showing other people how to get through the crowd. This is what you do when people say this is what you do, your heart feel like that. I'm not going to get over there and say, hey, you didn't make it. I'm over here to see me now. I'm going to come over there and say, listen, this is what you do. This is how you do it. And believe God, you know, when you feel down, do this. I write up uh, co some curriculum. I do some notes. Some stuff, and here you go. Amen. That's yours. Come on over here, because there's a lot of room over here. Come over here. Too many doubt and unbelief and too much tradition and religion on the other side. Get over here where you can glorify God. You can't just glorify him in the pew. You glorify him in the perfect will of God. Amen, somebody. Y'all been blessed today. Thank you for tuning in to the Increase International Ministries broadcast today. We pray that the word of God has richly blessed and transformed your life. To know more about us, you may visit our website at increaseinternationalministries.com. Or connect with us on Facebook at Increase, capital I-N-T, apostrophe L, Ministries. Or contact us by phone at 804-658-4896. Remember, wherever you go, may increase in favor flow. Oh, Jesus, man. I feel intoxicated. Amen. Now, I feel...